Merry Christmas, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Phenomenal Podcast. My name's Fionn. Uh, you know, it's the Friday before Christmas. Christmas is on Monday, so I just thought I'd intro with a pretty cool song there. Um, before I get copyrighted for that song, it is... What's it called, man? God, I hate having to do this. Chris Ray driving home for Christmas. So... Um, Chris Ray, don't sue me for putting it on the podcast. I think we had under 30 seconds, so we should be all right. Uh, so Merry Christmas, everyone. Uh, it's my favorite time of the year. It is Christmas. However, in Australia, it doesn't feel too Christmassy. Having grown up, uh, in Dublin and spent the first seven years of my life living there, Christmas is always a bit of a, a letdown in Australia. The, the atmosphere definitely isn't there, but Australians do a good job at it. Um, it's my favorite time of the year. I love it. Um, I know it's really cliche to say, but love spending time with my family, um, Christmas Day especially, awesome food, um, just chilling out, you know. Most of the time, um, my family and myself, we're not very chilled out people. We're normally um, pretty busy, so it's always not, It's always really nice um, to just chill out and, you know, see everyone just being themselves and enjoying it. Um, so I hope you guys all have had a very good festive season. Um, Christmas is on Monday, as I said, so this is being recorded on the 22nd of December, 2017, nice and early. You guys are likely listening to this only an hour or so after it is produced. Um, but basically I just wanted to sort of make this podcast. I didn't want to, um, ruin my schedule, which is normally Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I think that's what I'm going to commit to now is podcast every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So three a week and we should, um, we should be going well there. Also, I do have good news. Um, after Christmas, I'm going to have my first guests on. So we've got a couple of... Um, I won't tell you right now because um, I kind of want it to be a surprise, but I've got some pretty cool guests who are really specialised in... They, they, sorry, they really specialise in their field and they definitely have something to contribute um, around you know really important issues like mental health. I think that genuinely it's not a pretty topic, mental health, but it's trust me, it's going to be a really good episode. I know I've got an excellent chemistry with the person um, I'm having on, so I know. By the way, it's my mum. So, <laughs> but she is a counsellor. So, um, and she's uh like she's an animal. So she's really good at um, counselling people, I guess. But no, she's um very good uh, with all her clients and um, we'll be talking about some topics she's pretty passionate about which include mental health in young men so obviously I know a lot of you guys listening are young men or men in general or you don't have to be a young man to listen to it um, but I think that's going to be a great topic just to sort of take the the stigma away from like it's okay to feel crap every now and then you just need to know how to handle it not many people do know how to handle it um, because once again, we've been failed by the education system. We have no idea what to do around mental health because, you know, if you're not getting 90 and above in school tests, it doesn't really matter. But anyway, that's a, that's a different topic for a different day. So I just sort of wanted to catch up with you guys today. I've got a couple of, couple of things I wanted to talk about. Um, so basically Christmas on Monday, I just wanted to sort of talk about my, um, my experience with Christmas. So Obviously, for the I'll sort of describe a Northern Hemisphere Christmas for you guys who have never had it. So, the first Christmas I can ever remember, and it's probably the reason I can remember it. I think I was probably three or four at the time. Um, 
I think I would have been four because my sister was big enough. I probably, I probably could have been five or six, to be honest, because she might have been a toddler. I'm three years older than her. But basically, I woke up on Christmas morning, ran downstairs, woke my mum and dad up, ran downstairs, opened the presents. Um, you know, I've always been fortunate enough to have, receive some nice presents on Christmas Day. It's always weird as you get older. You know, you definitely, the mystique of, because I remember the mystique of Christmas kind of wears off because I remember the night or Christmas Eve into Christmas morning, I'd wake up at about, you know, if I woke up at four and we said we were getting up at six, I was just in my bed looking at the, looking at the ceiling, like a crackhead going off. You know, my eyes are wide open. I'm looking at the ceiling, like excited as anything. Um, and it's just weird as you get older, you know? So, but anyway, I was, um, so we ran downstairs, opened the presents, you know, we're looking forward to it, got some good presents. I was mad into superheroes when I was younger and I'm still a huge superhero fan, especially Spider-Man. He's the man. Um, if you, if you guys haven't watched that Spider-Man animated series from 1994 onwards, genuinely, I'm not even just saying this. I think it's one of the greatest cartoon series, like superhero series they'll ever make. I still watch it to this day, um, just because it brings back some good memories. So I think I've probably got Spider-Man costume, Batman, possibly a Batman costume. I remember having each of one of each at some point in time when I was a bit younger, before I came to Australia. Um, and then I looked, we looked outside because we had curtains in our Dublin house and we looked outside and it was snowing and I'd never really in my memory, I'd probably seen snow before, but I'd never actually seen it and consciously made the connection that this was Christmas day and it was snowing outside. And by snowing, I mean, it was properly like there was ground coverage. So then I just can't remember the days preceding that, but there must've been, um, there must've been a few days of snow probably. And I just don't remember it because I was very young. Obviously it's, you know, probably 13, 14, 15 years ago. But anyway, so I was, um, so we went outside, you know, the neighbor's kids came out. It kind of felt like a movie, you know, I feel like everyone's, um, all the kids from the neighborhood, uh, cause it was a pretty tight neighborhood. Uh, it was kind of a cul-de-sac that we all came outside and, um, played in the snow through snowballs. There wasn't enough snow to make a snowman. Um, but man, that was, for those, if anyone hasn't had a, a white Christmas to say, um, to use a term, I guess people use, it's absolutely, it's insane. It's just something different. There's, um, there's just a Northern Hemisphere vibe about it. Uh, especially that UK vibe about Christmas is it's a really awesome time of year to be there. So if you haven't spent any time in the Northern Hemisphere, like specifically the UK, or I know America is big on Christmas as well, but um, it just feels like a really traditional time. It always did when I lived in Dublin. But it's weird when you come to Australia because pretty much every Christmas movie I can ever remember does not associate Christmas Day with 35 degree weather. Um so it's really strange. I think it's only meant to be at 22 on Christmas day where I live. Uh, but it was, God, it was, it's, we've had a, a, a rough few days. Hey, you know, Christmas Eve is meant to be 33 degrees and then, um, Christmas day is meant to drop down to 22. So that's just the, the weather as of right now. But man, the last few days have been really rough weather wise, like really rough. I think we had a 33 degree day and I think yesterday got as high as 38, um, which is like, when it's that hot, I just don't feel like doing anything. Um, luckily my gym's air conditioned because that's pretty much the only main thing I have to do at the moment, especially when I'm, I've sort of given myself this week off, um, off doing any work other than the podcast. 
Um, I've just decided, I've just decided, you know, it's the one week out of the year where I get a bit lazy and overindulge and eat too much. But to be honest, I'd way rather enjoy Christmas day. And for those of you who are like health conscious or whatever, don't like, don't worry about eating on Christmas day. Don't be that person who's, you know, oh no, I can't eat that. It, you know, I'm going to regret it later. Just, just fucking eat it, please. Like, Trust me, I've had Christmas days where it's been in my mind consciously and I still probably ended up eating it. But it was one of those things where it was just like it it impacted my enjoyment of the food, you know, and food is huge around Christmas, especially, um, you know, the stereotypical ham and turkey and vegetables and then dessert. Um, but you know, my family's awesome at that. I'm actually pretty grateful that I have great cooks in my family because, you know, we just normally have a pretty small Christmas, um, just my, just my very close family. Cause you know, um, we like to keep it kind of small. I enjoy, I always, I've always enjoyed it that way. Um, it always felt weird when we had heaps of other people around. Um, especially because when we lived in Ireland, we didn't really, uh, my cousins live in Scotland. So we didn't have really that much of a, um, it's not that it's not a close relationship. It's more that it's just like, obviously it's a big deal if someone needs to hop on a plane and come over to a different country and, you know, have rooms for them to stay in and, and things like that. So it was always just convenient to have a small Christmas and I've always loved it that way. Um, but anyway, moving on to the next thing, as I've said, I hope you guys all have a Christmas, a great Christmas, you know, make sure you spend plenty of time with your family. Uh, you know, give, give some nice, what is it? Give the gift of giving or some shit like that. Um, I've always, man, I'm such a, an idiot around presents. All right. So I'm going to be hundred percent honest with everyone. I know my parents listen to this and they're not going to be happy about this. I am the worst procrastinator when it comes to presents ever. So when I go to a shopping center, I don't, that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like I hardly ever go to shopping centers. I don't really need to. And I remember saying, I think I said it on this podcast. I can't remember. I said it on one episode and I said, all right, it's like the December the 4th. I'm going to get my shopping out of the way now and I'll be good. So we roll around. It's the 22nd of December, three days before Christmas Day. I've made a considerable F up. I've still not done my shopping. Um, the problem, it's, you know, it's a, a bit of a lie to say I haven't done all my shopping. The fact of the matter is, is what we tend, what my family tends to do is... I like to do, like, if it's like mum or dad or my sister, we do sort of joint gifts. So we'll buy a gift and then we'll just split the money, if that makes sense. I just find it easier because, you know, not all, like, for example, if my sister knows what mum wants and I don't know what mum wants, what's the point in me going out and buying something that my mum doesn't want and won't use versus if my sister buys it, she knows, she gets something she wants and then I just give her the money. I give my share of the money. So that just makes sense. But I swear, this is something I've got to kick. I've got to stop procrastinating around these kind of things because it's just stupid. Like, and, and it's, I have no excuse for it either. I, I've, um, I've really got no excuse whatsoever. I haven't really been too busy with anything in the last couple of weeks. Um, I was a bit busy with getting my shirt made, shirts made. They'll be coming, coming in the new year. Uh, probably mid Jan. Oh, I'm going to say end of January, early February, 2018. Look out for them. I'm looking forward to them anyway. Um, but it's one of those things. It's just a strange, strange kind of thing that I've why I've procrastinated because 
it's not a it's not a long drive. It's not like I live in the country and need to drive two hours to the nearest shopping centre. It's literally fifteen minutes each way. But it always ends up such a such a mess. And now, you know, now we're it's the twenty second. So you've got a load of idiots like me, like probably sixty percent of the male population. Well, not actually that sixty percent of the normal population. Probably ninety five percent of the male population are now saying, "Shit, Christmas is in three days. We need to buy our presents." So every shopping center is packed from nine a.m. to eight p.m. or whenever they close in the during the holiday season. So it's an absolute mess. I've made mistakes. I won't make them again. I'm making that pledge right now. So on the twenty second of twenty second of December two thousand seventeen, I pledge for twenty eighteen that I'm going to do my shopping earlier for Christmas and birthdays, and Mother's Day and Father's Day. So that's that. Thirteen minutes in. Um, I'll get a bit selfish for a minute because it is my podcast, but um, I've hit a couple of goals this week, so I've been pretty proud of. So I wanted to hit a couple of weightlifting or powerlifting PRs or personal records uh, before the new year. So this week I've hit, I actually think I hit it yesterday. Yeah, I hit a 145 kilo bench press yesterday and that was... You know, that that was no no bouncing crap off my chest. You know, that was a proper powerlifting form. It was, you know, start, prep, start, press, and then racket. It was a proper um, a proper powerlifting command. Same with, so 145 kilos, um, that's, that's pretty heavy for a 19-year-old. That's probably the only one of my lifts that I'm seriously proud of in terms of if I was to compete in powerlifting today, that's probably the only one of my lifts that'd be serious. Uh, and I think that just comes from years of just training, training, you know, my chest and pushing muscles too much. Um, cause when I was, you know, 15, 16, 17, even I, sw- I swear all I did, I just train, you know, the boys and I at the school gym would just train chest and arms every day. Um, looking back on it, it was an absolutely sh- terrible training mentality, but there's nothing you could tell me back then. Um, it, it just didn't, nothing resonated me, with me. Plus, to be honest, the school gym we were using didn't have the best equipment. You know, we didn't have free, free bar, um, free bars, so like barbells and racks. We had dumbbells up to 30 kilos, which is pretty light. Like I can move the fifties pretty easily for, you know, eight to 10 reps now on flat press. Um, so 30 kgs was pretty light for me all the way through to probably from the beginning of year 11. So when I was about 16, the 30 kilos were a bit light. Um, but we had no free, free bars or power racks. So basically the closest we had was a a Smith machine. And so that ruled out pretty much bench press squat and deadlift. And for those of you who don't know, you know, squat and deadlift would be two of the most important um, exercises for athletes, you know, they really focus on lower body power, um, overloading the posterior chain, you know, the lower back, the glutes, the hamstrings is that's what the posterior chain is, um, which is integral for all athletic performance, you know, injury minimization, uh, because a lot of people have over, over, over dominant quads because they look at bodybuilders and they're like, oh yeah, we'll just do a lot of leg extensions, a lot of, uh, leg presses leads to an imbalance and knee leads to knee problems if you have an Im- imbalance between your quads and your hamstrings. So basically, I didn't train le- my legs for fucking ages, man. 
I didn't train legs properly. I've only started squatting heavy on a regular basis for probably 12 to 14 months. And it's not something I'm proud of, but um, I've got a... I need to hit a 180 kilo squat on Saturday. So tomorrow, I need to hit that 180 kilo squat. When I hit that squat, I'll be happy. Um, it's not heavy, but it is raw. Like it is 100% raw, no lifting shoes, no knee sleeves or wraps, no belt. Um, I do wear wrist wraps, but they don't actually contribute to the lift whatsoever. They just put my, they just ensure that I have a little bit of wrist support. It's like taping your wrists when you play rugby. Um, that's the best way I put it. Um, and I also hit a 200 kilo deadlift this morning, which I was really proud of. Um, and it moved easy too. I reckon I probably had an easily another 10 kilos in that. Um, but it, you know, it's really fulfilling to see that objective data that represents my progression in the gym, because it is something I do work hard at. Uh, and I'm just really proud of it. You know, I, especially with having a year off rugby next year, I think powerlifting is something I really want to look into. And even if it's not competing, I might just do a, um, I, I love, I just love training that way. I love doing, you know, if you've heard my recent podcast, I think it was Monday's episode. So only a couple of episodes back, it's called being an athlete. Um, I just love that style of training, you know, that explosive movement at the beginning, then the, the strength movement, and then your accessory work. Um, I love that style of training. I think it's the, as I've said, it's the way to become the ultimate athlete. And to be honest, you could also call it the way to become a superhero because if you look at, um, like I've said, I'm a huge fan of Spider-Man and that animated series. If you look at all those superheroes in that sort of era, um, it's different now, especially with the mo- the Spider-Man movies. You've got kind of that understated, skinnier, teenage-looking Peter Parker, and he doesn't really bulk up at all. But if you look at the Peter Parker and, you know, the Eddie Brock and Venom uh, in the animated series that from, I think it was 94 to 98 or 99. 94 to 99, I want to say. 98, we'll say 98. Uh, if you look at that, they just have insane... You know, it's a cartoon, so they've got insane muscled-up physiques, they're athletic as hell, really strong, and, you know, for me, I want, I want to have it all. You know, I want to have a particular look, you know, and I'm not, I don't obsess about my look whatsoever, like, but I will take into consideration certain things. Like, for example, I don't train arms. Um, that surprises a lot of people, but I don't train arms whatsoever, and the reason for that is... Um, firstly, it's just boring doing bicep curls and tricep extensions is just boring to me. I haven't trained arms in about 10 months. Um, really, really proud of that. They haven't actually lost any size. So, uh, if you are doing a lot of heavy sort of pressing, so bench pressing, overhead pressing, floor pressing, you're going to keep a lot of size on your arms because the triceps do make up a larger proportion of them. But the other thing is, is from a, I'm not a, um, like a visual kind of person with my physique, but from a standpoint, the bigger your arms are, the the more they overshadow your shoulders. I know that sounds really strange, but you actually look let you look narrower the bigger your arms are in proportion to your shoulders. So as my shoulders have grown, I didn't actually want to get my arms bigger, and it's weird because I look bigger because my shoulders have gotten bigger, so I look wider up top. Um, 
and I, I promise you, most of you guys don't give a shit about this, but I'm just, I just had to go into, into depth with that to make sense. So, you know, that superhero kind of physique, that look, I've definitely not attained it. I'm not saying I look like a superhero. I don't look like Venom from Spider-Man. What I'm saying is I just, I love training like that, trying to feel athletic. And there was just always a mystique around being a superhero. You know, there was always a, um, you know, Spider-Man always stood up for the, stood up for the people um, and took down the bad guy no matter who it was. Uh, and I think the movies were pretty good. I haven't seen Spider-Man Homecoming. To be honest, when I saw that it was played by... Um, it wasn't so much that it was played by Tom Holland, but it, it was that it portrayed like a 15-year-old. It was just hard for me to get on board with that. Um, I, I really liked the Tobey Maguire series. I know a lot of people didn't like that. The Andrew Garfield ones were good as well. Uh, but I didn't really understand them, to be honest. I didn't understand... Because Andrew Garfield was like that guy who is semi-socially awkward, but isn't like, doesn't really get bullied at all. So like his character was, whereas the Tobey Maguire was like the really stereotypical kind of science nerd gets bullied by everyone. Um, and then becomes Spider-Man on the side, which was, I always thought was cool. And they were the first movies I saw, but I always remember growing up with that Spider-Man, um, sort of not so much the Spider-Man physique, but more like the Venom physique, of if you search Venom Spider-Man the animated series you'll see what I'm talking about the guy's jacked like Eddie Brock gets big as hell um to play that role but yeah I was just really really proud of those lifts I hit today so basically I've made the commitment if I can hit a 200 kilo squat and a two, uh, 225 kilo deadlift by I, I think I said by Jan, by Ju, sorry July 1st next year July 1st 2018 I'll compete in powerlifting in the back end of that year. Um, but the biggest thing for me is if I'm playing rugby the year after next, I'd, I'd rather I compete er, like earlier rather than later because I don't want it to obstruct with a, a rugby preseason. And Jesus Christ, I'm, I'm so happy to not be doing that rugby preseason for next season. It's you guys, you guys know who play sport. If you're training through summer and you're doing ruthless you know, conditioning fitness sessions, man, it's the worst thing ever. I still remember the worst. I think, I feel like this is just story time with Fionn. This might be every Friday, Friday story times with Fionn. But, um, every, pretty much every time I just remember doing fitness sessions and just wanting to absolutely die when I'm doing them because it never feels like it ends. That's the worst thing with fitness sessions. Like I'll, I'll lift weights all day. Lifting weights is like waking up in the morning and eating cereal. It's just easy. It's not hard to do for me. But for, like running fitness has never been one of my strengths. So I've worked really hard at it over the years. And I'm, I'm at a point right now where I'm really proud of where I am um, fitness-wise. I'd always be in like sort of the top half of players in the team, um, in every team I was in really. But I'll tell you about the worst fitness session I've ever done in my life. So I started this season off with a local club and... For those of you who don't know, in on the Central Coast, what we have is in Terrigal, there's a place called the Skillion. And what the Skillion is, is this, this massive grass hill that leads to a lookout. But when I mean this is a massive grass hill, I mean this is a ruthless, you know, it's easily, I'd say the incline is easily over 45 degrees. Um, yeah, to be honest, it's pro- we're probably looking at about a 55 to 60 degree incline. It's ruthless. It's very, very difficult. Um, and I remember that first session, it was 
probably it was my first session of preseason. And mind you, I only decided I was going to play rugby this year, like two weeks previously. So, so pardon me. So I was not at all um, prepared at all. I was not prepared at all for the level of running we were going to do. Um, and I was nervous because it was a new club. I didn't know anybody. I was really nervous. So I shot up that first session. I spent the whole day stressing out. You know, I'm in a different place mentally now, but I spent that whole day stressing out about how I'd go, what we were going to do, whether I, like, I'd make any friends. I know that sounds like a stupid thing to say, but I was worried. You know, I was in, I was scared. And basically what happened is I went, I went down. It was a ruthlessly hot day. I'm talking like 36 degrees, like the sun wasn't out. It was humid. It was the worst conditions I've ever felt in my life. And basically what we were doing is we did a warm-up and I was drenched by the warm-up, like drenched. Everyone was. It was so hot and so thick. The air was so thick. And what we did was we went up the skillion. So we went across the road from the pitch to the skillion and there was markers set up. And we were doing these shuttle runs. I think we did three shuttle runs up the skillion. So the skillion, I want to say, is about, would it be 100 meters long? Probably, I want to say, let's say 80 meters long to the top. What we do is we do 25, a fourth of the way up and back to the beginning. Halfway up, back to the beginning. Three quarters of the way up, back to the beginning. All the way up, back to the beginning. And then we'd rest for hardly any time, probably less than a minute. And then we'd do it again, rest for a minute, do it again. Now, I was at this point where, mind you, I have not run in about five months at this point. So you, you can do any, uh, the way I've found it, you can do any fitness you like. Running fitness is a completely different ball game. You know, it's just carrying your own weight. It's a different ball game. So what I came to the conclusion when I'm doing this running, in my mind, I'm like, this is just, this is stupid. I feel like crap. I felt like I was going to, you know, I felt like I was going to crap myself. Like I felt so sick because for those of you who don't know, I'm really bad in the heat. I'm, I know I've still not adapted to it. Um, I get the worst headaches. I get dehydrated very, very easily. Um, and I was sweating like nothing else. So then what we end up doing is after those three, I'm like, I'm standing here. I'm like, this is for sure we're going to do some skills next. No. So we go back to the pitch and, you know, we have these agility poles set up on another hill and we end up doing, you know, push-ups and we, you know, we're doing sprints up this mini hill and back and a little bit of ball skills, but, and a bit of partner stuff, but you're trying to impress, but you just, the thought in your head is simply, I just need to survive and get through this session. You know, there's no impressing the coaches. You're just thinking about getting through the session. That's the way I was thinking anyway. So we're doing that. I am, by this point, I want to say I'm 98% done. Like I'm 2% I'm two away from, you know, just just throwing in the towel and walking to my car. And for those of you who don't, who know me, I think I've, I feel like I've said, for those of you who know many a time in this podcast, but if you guys know me, for me to say that I was that close to throwing in the towel and quitting in front of everyone, that really, like, I don't think I've ever thrown in the towel and quitted in front of everyone ever in my life. So that really shows how hard we were pushed and how ruthless the conditions were. Basically what happened next was we did sort of, God, I can't even remember. We were doing this circuit and I just thought to myself, this is, it doesn't get any worse than this. 
You know, I just, I could not imagine it getting worse than this. Well, it did. We were doing this, you know, we were hitting bags and um, sprinting around and just doing fucking dumb shit. Like, anyone who knows anything about strength and conditioning knows that day one, you don't blow your load and go 100%. You've got it like anything. For example, you're not going to say to someone who's never squatted a day in their life, get under that bar and squat 200 kilos. You're going to start very, very, you're going to start at no weight at all and progressively work yourself up over time. So I don't know why we have this, um, this misconception that running is different, that conditioning is different because when the body's not accustomed to that load, it, like, I guarantee you 90% of the population, if you say go and run 10 K, I promise you about at least 50% of them are going to get injured or are going to be injured after that. Because their body is not used to it. It's stupid. It's this old school, you know, especially in rugby, it's this old school mentality that running is the best form of conditioning. You know, running long distances. Long distance running is terrible for overall conditioning because it's not sports specific whatsoever. But I'll, I digress. So the session ends, but it wasn't over yet. We did this countdown, push-ups, sit-ups, and then three minutes. So we did... 10 push-ups, 9 push-ups, 8, you get the drift, all the way down to 1. Same with sit-ups. Like, and by this point, um, you just you feel so unwell. Like, just You just don't even understand how unwell I felt at this point, hey. And then we did 3 minutes of planking. So planking is normally not that difficult. But So we did 1 minute, 30 seconds off, 1 minute, 30 seconds off, and then the last minute. Then we had a stretch. Now... At the end of this session, no, that wasn't even it. Holy crap, that wasn't even it. Before the stretching and the planks and push-ups, we went down to the beachfront and we started doing box jumps and burpees on the beach. And I like when I actually look back at it now, I can only truly observe how stupid this session was because for most of us, this was our first session back. And remember, we're not professional athletes. We haven't had three weeks off in the off season and then gotten back to training. You know, we've been off for four to five months. So, you know, our body is not, it's adapted the other way. It's not used to the adaptations we used to put put it under. You know, we've gone the other way. Effectively, we've gone backwards. So we've got to ease ourselves back into it, but not this. We decided to go all out. So... We were doing box jumps, burpees on the beach. So then we finished. So then we did, you know, the, the push-ups, the planks, and then the stretch down. Now, I remember thinking, and then I walked back to my car. And I walked back to my car as hazy as I've ever been. I've never been drunk or hungover, but this is what I imagine it feels like. It's just that horrible headache feeling of, of just wanting to die. And I sat in my car for about 15 minutes with the air con on full blast because it was still 36 degrees outside at seven o'clock at night on my air con on full blast. And I'm just sitting there and I'm thinking it like, this has to be the rock bottom because there's no way down from here. Um, and I was wrong. There were a few shitty sessions and a couple of weeks after I did leave that club and I have, pardon me, I have no regrets about that. But the fact of the matter is, is with that, I just will not miss that rugby training, that preseason training. And I've also played since I was four years old. It's going to be nice to have a year off. Um, Jesus Christ, that preseason training. I know it's, 
if we were, if it was, for example, if preseason was in winter, it wouldn't actually be that bad. But it's the fact that the Australian summer is, God, it's so rough. Especially if you're a combination of a couple of things. If you're not adapted to the environment, like I don't know why I'm not adapted to the environment. Yeah, I've lived in Australia for, since 2006 for 11 years. So I don't know why I'm not adapted to this environment yet. But the problem is, is I'm not adapted to the environment and I'm a big dude too. Like I'm probably sitting around 108, 110 kilos right now. Like I'm the leanest I've ever been, but I have a high, like quite a higher level of muscle mass. And what people don't understand about muscle mass is 110 kilos of someone with a, a higher body fat percentage is really difficult versus someone 110 kilos with my body fat percentage. Um, because muscle actually requires oxygen to function. So, you know, when you see, you know, those big beefed up bodybuilders who are all out of breath, people make fun of them. It's not actually because they're unfit. They're probably quite fit. The problem is, is they're not fit, um, in proportion to their size, uh, because it requires oxygen, you know, muscles, are muscles, an engine, you know, fat is just dead weight. Whereas muscle is an engine and it needs, it needs fuel, which is oxygen. So I definitely won't be missing that um, for the preseason, but I'll probably be back the next year. Um, in other good news, I'm back coaching rugby again next year. Really, really excited. I'm coaching my old school's 16s team. I'm actually coaching with the coach who coached me in the 16s. So I'm really looking forward to that. I, um, to be honest, coaching was probably one of the main highlights of my year this year. Uh, we trained on Tuesday, Thursday, and then a game on Saturday, and then... But my team in Sydney, who I played for, because I coached here on the coast and then played in Sydney, my uh, my team I played for in Sydney were, you know, we started at six thirty, started training at six thirty. But see, the issue is, is from the central coast, especially at that time, it's going to take you a good two hours to get there. So I had to leave at like four fifteen when I wanted to stay the whole time because it was like the highlight of my week was coaching. I loved it. Um, really good bunch of boys. It was for some of them, the first year of footy, um, and I, of rugby, I should rugby union, I should say, for those of you who might not know, um, I loved it. So it was, and it also I missed out on a few of their, actually most of their games because I had my own games to play in Sydney. So it's really going to be nice next year to be able to be at every training session, every game, and really feel like I'm not shortchanging them with my attention, you know, because I always felt this year, even though I was, you know, none of them held any bad feelings about it. And the um, the coach I coached with was an absolute legend as well. He coached, he actually coached me in the 13s and he's an awesome guy and a really good coach and a great teacher as well. He taught me back at school, but the issue was, uh, I just felt like I wasn't giving them all of my attention, but um you know, none of them bothered it. Sorry, were bothered by it. Um, but I'm really looking, really looking forward to coaching next year. That's probably going to be the highlight of my year. I do get paid, um, and I get paid pretty well. But to be honest, I'm not going to say I do it for free because it is a lot of work for free. But I, I just love it. You know what I mean? I was, I was always going to be passionate about coaching after I left school because that rugby program at my school was um, really it, it gave a lot to me and. It, it truly showed me that the more effort you put into something, the more results you will receive from it. That's probably the biggest lesson I learned from school rugby was I put everything in and that's why I have no regrets about it. Um, but um, that's pretty much it on the, the rugby the rugby front. Uh, Lifting is going well. Life is good. 
it's Christmas in three days, everyone. So, uh, geez, we've been on for 36 minutes. You guys probably don't have much time. You're probably shopping frantically or you're driving to work for your very last day of work. So I hope you all have a great day at work. Uh, Merry Christmas from everyone here at Phenomenal and myself, Fionn. Uh, I hope you have an awesome Christmas, a happy new year. No, actually, I'll see you before the new year. I'll speak to you before the new year, but I hope you have a Merry Christmas. Make sure to really spend time with family. Um, if you don't have any family, um, have a badass Christmas anyway. You know, don't feel bad about, you know, cooking for yourself and um, just having a good day. You know, have the day off, have a few days off. I like to, I think, you know, the best part about, sometimes the best part about Christmas is the leftovers on the next few days because I don't care who you are. You have not lived you have not lived Christmas the proper way unless you're eating ham and turkey sandwiches for the next at least the next week through the new year. So I'll leave you guys there. I hope you guys have a Merry Christmas. Um, thanks so much for listening to the podcast. Merry Christmas and I'll catch you guys later.